listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is the Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I am Dr. Pat Basile and bringing the show to you every week right here on bbsradio.com. Um, you know, this has been a very interesting journey for me, and what I want to share with you is that one of the things I know about myself and and what happens to me sometimes is that I throw something out there, I ask for the help to make it happen, and lo and behold, it shows up and it actually happens. And then, all of a sudden, I'm surprised that it has happened. And so, uh, you know, all of this is in the spirit of letting you know that this radio show is being brought to you because we asked that this message be taken out into the world in a much bigger way. And lo and behold, it showed up. And we're very grateful right for the folks at bbsradio.com as well as my very special guest today. Now, let me just let me just say a little bit uh, before I do a formal introduction. Every day I get to do the radio, and I get to drive into the studio. And as I'm driving into the studio, three days a week, I get to hear a powerful message presented in a way that each and every person on the planet can understand it, and at the same time know that I've been deeply touched and laughing at the same time. Because I'm listening to uh, Margaret McElroy and uh, Alan, of course, who are the hosts of The Sixth Sense. And Margaret is here with me today. Let me just give you a little information about Margaret. And I, I mean a little bit because we're going to talk about her journey tonight. We're going to talk about what she has called into the world for herself and for each and every one of us. But Margaret McElroy has been a channel and a clairvoyant for 25 years. She has written for both magazines and newspapers. Now, when I say a channel and clairvoyant, I am talking about a successful radio clairvoyant. In 1999, she channeled a speech with Maitreya to a special group of spiritual people in the United Nations in New York. And for those of you that listen to my shows, you know I'm from New York, and so this is something I'm going to talk to Margaret about today. She has written a number of books which are available on the website, and we'll give that to you uh, in a minute and travels around the world talking uh, the you know talking the masters uh, taking the masters teaching out to each and every one of us now most of you may have known that margaret is a channel but beyond that she is what i call an esoteric astrologer and a corporate clairvoyant speaker with alan they rock our world shift the vibration and bring to you an audience of about 2.7 million people a month from over 130 countries around the world, a powerful message inviting each and every one of us to live life full out. I am so thrilled, Margaret, to have you on the show today. I just, I'm, I'm jumping out of my skin. <laughs> that laugh again, everybody loves that laugh. <laughs> but it, um, yeah, it's been a long journey, Pat, it's been a long journey. It's been, you know, I didn't start my spiritual path until I was 35. Well, the good news is that you you did start it at 35, right? So the message that I that I would ask you about, and then let me ask you this question that I ask everyone that I've pretty much ever, ever you know, talked to, and it's this question. And if you listen to my show, you know what the question is. But here it is, you know, given what we're about to talk about, given your journey, given the fact that you started this 
at age 35, you know, and seeing where you are today, 2.7 million people a month come to visit the website, which we'll give out in a minute. And all of this being done, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the things that you have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Lots of fear. <laughs> lots of fear. Lots, I, lots of fear of um, <clears throat> giving up control, giving up control of myself, giving up control of, of um, you know, of everything of, of me because mm. you can't channel on a higher level with spirit unless you give up your own, your own self. And it's, it's very hard. I mean, I still have a self. I still have a self part of me, and sometimes that self really lets me know um, that it's around, especially when I'm tired, if I'm exhausted, yeah, um, and that kind of thing. I get really, I get absolutely pathetic, to be perfectly honest. I, I want to pack in the work. I want to, I want to go back to Australia. I want to, um, you know, I want to go back to spirit. I mean, you know, I'm a miserable devil when I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody gets like that, and <clears throat> so I, you know, I try and work my my time now into not getting tired and not taking on too much, which is very hard because I have a career which is very demanding. And that website just keeps me so busy. The radio shows we do, um, you know, it, it's uh, the battle basically was, uh, you know, the first and foremost thing was fear. And um, the other things I've had to learn are um, to be, you know, to be tolerant and to, not to judge anybody. I mean, Maitreya taught me very early on that to judge is only to look at a mirror of myself and to see what I don't want to see. Well, you know, I was just listening to uh, Maitreya uh, from your website, and, uh, you know, the, the, it's funny. What do you think the, the thing that I selected, what do you think, uh, the, which one of the, the, the broadcasts do you think I selected? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I went right to the fear one. Oh, right. I went, okay. <laughs> I went right to the fear one. And, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's really, I think, a place that many, many people are experiencing these days. And I know that you talk to many people. Uh, let me ask you this, Margaret. Uh, what is your sense, uh, since we're talking about the vibration and we're talking about channeling, what is, you, what is your sense of what's happening in the world today? Um, my sense is a very positive one. Um, I feel that we are moving towards more and more light. Um, when you look at it 50 years ago to how many people were on the true spiritual path, I'm not talking about Christianity and I'm not talking about um, churches and, and uh, faith. I'm talking about people that were searching spiritually to find themselves. Um, you, you know, there were very few uh, books available, very few. I mean, no CDs. CDs weren't even invented then. Um, no computers, um, you know, th th it was a very, very small, I remember being told that if I wanted to go into a development circle, which was to learn about metaphysics and to learn how to be a medium, mm -hmm. I had to go on a waiting list. I had to be invited to join a group. Oh, it sounds like a very elite group. Well, it, the thing was there were very few people doing it. Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, you, um, you had to wait because there were very few trained teachers. And I was very, very lucky in that my, that my two teachers that started me off were 
um, very brilliant mediums. Um, they were in their 70s when they came and taught me and didn't have a great deal of energy. Um, uh, but, the, you know, they, they took me under their wing and taught me um, enough so that I could start my path. And, and so, um, you know, when you look at, look at 50 years ago to what was available then and to what's available now, um, it is, it's, like, it's like chalk and cheese. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we've got books, we've got CDs, we've got the computer, we've got the Internet. I mean, gosh, there's nothing you cannot find on a spiritual level on the Internet. And, and you know, one of the things that you talked about today and I followed up with is this, this, uh, this fact that we are very blessed. Uh, I know you and I are very blessed because we hang out in, in radio circles uh, that really are bringing this message out. For example, if you go to the bbsradio.com website, you will just be looking at people from all across the globe bringing their powerful message out into the world, not being afraid to do that, as well as the shows that we do on KKNW. I mean, you were saying today how grateful you were that this kind of programming is available. And I really want to echo that and say we are very grateful that we can take our message out into the world and that people are coming together to put this particular a form of communication out there for people like you and me. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is that, um, you know, it's available. I mean, you, in, I said on the air this morning that in Australia you wouldn't get this. Right. I mean, they, do talk, they do have metaphysical interviews. I mean, you'll, if you go to the, our website and you go on to some of the earlier interviews I did in Australia and New Zealand, because you've got to remember that I am an Australian, I'm a Kiwi as well. I'm a New Zealander, and I was also, I'm also British because I was born in England. And, and in 1974, I went to Australia, and then in 1992 to the year 2000, I lived in New Zealand. And so, you know, I'm I'm very much from the southern hemisphere. I'm a, I'm a a new resident to the USA, having married my husband. And you know, the thing is that, um, you know. You wouldn't get this in Australia, but there is a few interviews, I think, on the radio that I did in Australia um, with, like, ABC Radio, where they had a segment on it. But, you know, they don't have a, a, a radio station in, in Australia or in New Zealand. Um, you know, you can't, you can't do it in Australia and New Zealand. I, I, used to do, I used to do radio, and they used to long to have me on, and, and that isn't an ego statement. It was just that... I was about the only one that would go on and do it that was, that was accurate in what she was doing. Right. I, I had to, you know, when I went on, I'd do, they'd give me five minutes and then there'd be the horse racing. And then they'd give me another five minutes and it would be the news. And then they'd give me another five minutes and it would be, you know, something else. And, and so, you know, you, there was no continuity, continuity of of the show it was just like bits here and oh we can give you 15 we can, sorry we can give you 15 seconds in the next <laughs> five minutes no that's right how many people can you read in 15 seconds <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, i mean it was it was to me it was it was publicity to me um i didn't have to pay for it and and um you know and they were glad to have me on because i, I was good listening i mean i was good 
I was a good subject. Always I was a good subject. And, and they, um, they let me know that. I have lots and lots of letters from radio stations thanking me from, for going on their station. So, you know, that's, that's how I started off in the southern hemisphere. And, um, and I've only been in America one year now, living here as a resident. And, um, I, you know, and I've just taken off. I mean, but then astrologically, Seattle for me, astrologically, I couldn't live in a better place. And yes. neither, could, neither could Alan. Um, it is the place for me to make it. So let's talk about that a little bit because I want to make sure that everyone understands the full range of uh, of your gift and what you the, and the service you provide with uh, for people. Um, for those of you just tuning in, I'm Dr. Pat Basile. This is the Dr. Pat Show. What we are calling the Street Smart Spirituality Hour. My very special guest today is Margaret McElroy, and I mentioned that she has been a channel and clairvoyant for over 25 years. So we're talking about all of the great things that she is doing. If you have a question or a comment and would like to ask us, uh, let me give you two ways of doing that. You can call in at uh, 877-876-5227. That's 877-876-5227. Or... I'm plugged in, just send me an email to live, L-I-V-E, at thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, and we'll get your questions and bring them up. You know, Margaret, I would love to give people a sense of your gifts. And when I say that, uh, I mentioned earlier that you were a channel and a clairvoyant, and I also mentioned Maitreya. And I think it would be just wonderful if you could share with the listeners how you discovered your gift and who exactly Maitreya is. Okay, well, I I discovered my gift. I actually didn't have anything happening to me, for instance, like Sylvia Brown as a child, hearing voices, having Francine talking to me and that kind of thing. Um, I was extremely, extremely sensitive. I was very much aware of another world, but it frightened the life out of me. When I went to bed at night, I would see, uh, I would not see things, but I would feel things in the room. And um, I could sense people in the room. Mm. And I was so frightened that I used to sleep with a sheet over my head and a straw to breathe through. And I did that for years because I was so frightened. And I was terrified of death. I was terrified of funerals funeral parlors, cemeteries, and anything to do with yeah. that. So, of course, you know, it didn't do very well for sort of opening the door to a spiritual <laughs> energy. And um, it was not until, and so, I, you know, I just grew up with, with this. And then um, when I was 21, I had a baby, which um, I wasn't married, and I'd been going out with a baby's father for five years, and I suddenly found myself pregnant, and he didn't want to know me. And so I had this baby, but all the while I was carrying this baby, I had a feeling that it was, because I knew I had to give the baby away, and I had a feeling it was a karmic thing, although I didn't know a great deal about karma at the time. It was impressed upon me very strongly that it was a karmic issue. And I found out much later that I'd actually stolen a baby in a past life, and I was basically giving the baby back. Ah. Um, and that was fine. And I often wonder if I gave it back to the people I stole it from. Um, that would have been a very interesting, uh, you know, phenomenon if I'd done that. Yeah. But um, this child um, had her moon in Scorpio. 
And um, she, with her moon in Scorpio, she brought with her the gift. She brought with her, she, uh, I gave her away, but she gave me a gift. And that gift was to be psychic. Mm. Because one of the things that, gets, that, that creates a lot of psychic awareness, there are three things for women. One is puberty, one is pregnancy, and the other is menopause. Mm. And women find themselves either at puberty, most women do it at pregnancy, because I think it's a sixth sense you have to have as a mother. And then as in menopause, many women find themselves in later years becoming extremely spiritual because of, um, you know, the, um, you know, the menopause. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my daughter gave me a beautiful gift of becoming psychic. And she, um, she, she created uh, for me, um, uh, you know, this wonderful opportunity to, um, you know, to, to, to be um, psychic. And I started to be psychic. I started to go to parties and I started to know about things. And I started to, I would know who was having an affair with who. And I would know things about people. But um, it frightened me. And then um, for like for 10 years, I fought it and fought it. Um, a woman came to see me who desperately needed some help. Her husband had heard I had the gift. And he brought her to my house in Australia. And I told her to go away. I told him to go away. And um, I wouldn't see her. I just told my husband, get rid of her. And so <clears throat> I wasn't married to Alan then. I don't think he would have done that. But, um, you know, I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then a week later, I had such a compulsion to ring her and to call her and when I did, the phone just rang and rang and rang and rang. And I didn't know that at the time, as, as I was ringing her, she had taken um, tablets. She had gone um, into, um, the bedroom, into the bathroom. Oh. She had put herself in the bath. And she had basically slit her wrist. Oh, my goodness. And she was just, she was just dead. I mean, you know, she, she'd gone. I mean, that was, it was as simple as that. She had gone. And... Um, I couldn't do anything about it. And, of course, after that, her husband came to my house and basically told me that, you know, I was a piece of rubbish and, mm. you know, and I should have helped his wife. And um, I felt, you know, I felt even worse then. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. I was very confused. Yes. And so, I, again, I ran away from it. And it basically was um, in 1982 in... Australia and my ex-husband and I went through an incredible recession, Um, a recession of just, oh, it was appalling. It was so awful. Um, And I lost everything that I had. And basically, it was at that stage of my life that I turned to God and I said to God, okay, God, you know, if you want me to work in this field, because I'd had a few experiences that I couldn't ignore, um, and I said, okay, if you want me to work in this field, if you want to work with me, then you're going to have to help me because I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do to find teachers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, within a year, I'd found two English mediums, mm. moved away. I was living on Poverty Row. Um, I basically had to start off with nothing. And that's what, that's what spirit do. They take everything from you. And, and um, basically, you know, you start off doing it their way. 
Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because I was going to ask you about that, Margaret. I mean, uh, it sounds like you had to be stripped oh. of everything, you know, to almost to the place where you entered this with a beginner's mind. Yeah, I did. And, I mean, I'm not saying everybody has to go through this. Right, right. We're not wishing this on everyone. No, no. no. but for me, it was the only way they could bring me to my knees. It was the only way. I had chosen this before I was born. I had said to spirit, okay, if by the age of 34, 33, 34, I haven't done what you want me to do, then you are entitled to bring me to my knees. And I was brought to my knees. Well, that is certainly an agreement that it sounds like you've made with spirit. At the same time, Margaret, let me ask you this. As you're going through this process, as you called it the recession uh, being brought to your knees, it sounds like this would be a place where most people would just throw in the towel. Oh, it was terrible. I actually went to Lifeline, which was like a suicide you know, phone line, and one night I was just in such despair because... My, I mean, I had so many debts, and I, I had so much debt, and I had so much fear, and I had one dress to my name pad, and this dress, I used to have to wash it wash at night and put it on the washing line, and in Australia, in Queensland, where we lived, it's very hot, mm-hmm. and um, I would put it on the line, and, and it would be, if it wasn't bone dry the next day with the heat, it was sort of damp dry and then I would put it on and then when the sun came out the next day it would dry it and that is honest to God's truth yes I believe that I mean I I, I, I believe that I mean I hear that I can't imagine uh what that must have felt like but it sounds like for you that this this idea of really being brought to your knees is a place where all the things that we carry has an opportunity to be cleansed well to me, it was the only way for me. It, you know, it, it is the. Uh, it was the only way that I could, you know, do I, that. I, if you know, I had to be pulled out of the the comfort zone. Yes. And and uh, you know, for me personally, um, it was the only way that they could do it with me, and that was to be completely, you know, on bare bones and and the, uh, my bottom, and and to have to say, you know, okay, God, I give in. Yeah. I'm not fighting anymore. You've got to help me. And then, as I say, God found me two English mediums, but they didn't stay with me long enough. They gave me six months of their time, taught me how to do it, opened me up, and then said they were going to go back to England. Mm. And I said, well, what am I going to do with this gift? And they said, um, oh, you'll, you'll do private clairvoyant readings. And so I started off at home doing private clairvoyant readings. And then I was telephoned from a coffee shop who had had a card reader uh, who had left, and they wanted to have a card reader. And they said, would I, um, you know, would I go in and, and do the work? And I said, no, no, I don't want to do it. And, uh, so then, then a few days later, my mother was alive at the time. I, my mother and I went into town, and I went into this coffee shop, and I stood there, and I said, oh, I just came in to see if you'd found anybody to work with you. And they said, no, no, we can't find anybody. And I'm not kidding you. At that moment, I watched myself. (laughs) I watched myself from a distance. I watched myself standing at the counter saying, oh, well, I'll work for you. I'll give you Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, the part of me that's watching me is saying, but I can't do that. I'm sick. (laughs) And then the next minute, we're sitting down talking terms. (laughs) 
and, and so I start. I couldn't get out of it. So the, it was like, okay. So I started doing Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I did it for about six months. And I got so busy. One day, there was a queue. There was a dress. There was like a dress shop next door to us, and and at this, this cafe that I worked in. And there was this huge queue down the hallway and down the street. And I thought, oh, they must be having a sale. <laughs> Anyway, I get to the shop, and the women said to me, the women, the owners of the shop said, oh, thank God you've come. There's all these people waiting to see you. I guess that would be a demonstration of knowing that you've made the, the right choice in terms of living out what yours is meant, what you're meant to do. Well, I mean, I only did about four a day, you know, so four readings a day. There's about 40 people down the, down the road, and I'm thinking, my God, how am I going to cope with this? And the girl said to me, just do what you do and just do as many as you can and don't go over time because I used to go over time with a lot of people. And so that's how I basically started off. And then shortly after that, um, the girls didn't renew the lease of their shop because the rent went up. Mm -hmm. And they then, and my mother had since died and she had a little room outside of my house where, um, it, which had been her lounge bedroom. And so she, um, when she passed over, um, I used, I, I decorated the room, and I, then that became my reading and healing room, and I started working from home. Uh, well, you know, that, that story is a story that, uh, as people listen to this show, uh, I hope what you hear in the story is this idea of really letting spirit guide the ship and knowing when to say yes. Because you know, who knows? I mean, the rent could have went up. the the rent could The rent could have gone up from the very fact that you know the landlord saw all these people out there <laughs> waiting to to talk with you. Um, but then you know, see what I love about what you're talking about, Margaret, is I love how your story continues, how things seem to unfold for you, how you continue to, and it sounds like how you continue through ease and grace find your next move yes i mean the next move was well i was i became a clairvoyant then i became a healer i went into healing and i found i had a very powerful healing gift and then i went into counseling that started to channel then the counseling started to channel and then i started to work i discovered after two years i had to wait two years to find out who my guide was. I mean, I was working with, with all these energies and didn't even know who I was working with. And I had this guide called, he told me his name was Argos. And so he started taking me under his wing and he started channeling through me. And then he was the counselor. And then I became, um, I found another teacher who was a past life therapist. And she taught me how to do past life therapy. And so I then became a past life therapist. This is over a period of about five years. And then I, I became incredibly successful just doing that. Uh -huh. And then I, um, I, I then um, was told in 1990 that I was going to be channeling a higher energy. I was in a meditation group, and a man turned to me and said, you're going to channel a higher energy, and it's going to be a higher consciousness. And I didn't know what he meant. And he said, Argos is going to go away. And I didn't like that. Because Argos had become like a father to me. And you don't like to lose your father. No. And I would imagine that there is sort of this very powerful relationship that develops. 
Well, we, we were, you know, he was just a wonderful, he still is. I mean, I still work with him. He's, he's become my guardian now, and, and he's, you know, he works on a guardian level, and he is just a, an amazing energy. But, you know, it was, I just didn't want to lose him. Mm. But um, I was told also that the energy would be brought in by somebody that I, wouldn't, I, I didn't like. And that I wouldn't, you know, that I wouldn't get on with. Well, um, Spirit brought that man into my life, and I ended up marrying him. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is that uh, when he came in, um, there was such um, a dislike of this man. I just didn't like him at all. But what I, what I didn't like was actually the fact that he was mirroring for me all the things that I didn't want to look at. Oh, my goodness. And, and he was mirroring. He had a, quite a large ego. I had no ego and was terrified of using it. Um, he was confident. I wasn't confident. He had no fear. I had heaps of fear. Um, he was, you know, he was just an, he was an amazing man. And um, I am eternally grateful for the uh, 12 years that I spent with him because um, he really taught me an enormous amount and um, helped me to move on, of course, to where I am now. But it was then that um, he brought, because, of course, my ex-husband's name was Peter, and he was a theosophist. He was a member of the Theosophical Society and had been involved with theosophy for many, many years. And so when um, he, we had an argument one night, and he said to me, so who are you channeling? And I said, um, uh, above my head in huge letters, like Las Vegas Light, it was <laughs> incredible, was the word Maitreya. And um, I said, somebody call Maitreya. What, he said. <laughs> and I said, somebody call Maitreya. And he said, you can't be. And he told me afterwards that he couldn't see how an, an energy known as Maitreya would channel through somebody as common as me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they, everybody was awaiting the arrival of Maitreya, and he was going to, you know, he was, you know, I mean, somebody as common as I was, as my ex-husband said, um, you know, would never channel, uh, you know, I mean, he, Maitreya would never channel through anything lower than a higher consciousness. And and you you demonstrated that that is absolutely not the truth. Exactly. Well, the thing is, I started to channel, and now I started to deep trance channel, because until then, I just conscious channeled but I've gone deeper and deeper and deeper and then one night I just went to sleep and Maitreya came in and said you know this is who I am and um, you know you've come to help me and I'm going to you know you've got to change every vestige of thought that you had about me created by the Theosophical Society because it ain't true. Oh okay so you got to be on the inside track. Yes I mean so I, I used to I say I make a joke of the fact that I'm the only one that's paid to sleep on the job. <laughs> I mean, I, when, when I'm channeling Maitreya like I will be tonight on, on KKNW at 8 o'clock, I don't, you know, I don't, um, um, sorry, on, you know, on, on another uh, show, but I mean, the thing is that, I, you know, I have no idea what's taking place, what's being said. Um, I have no idea of, of anything. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gone. I'm dead. Well, you know, let's do this. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and uh, this is what we're calling the Street Smart Spirituality Hour. And I'm here with Margaret McElroy. She is talking about her journey. I want to direct you to her website because you will be able to find everything that she's doing. 
Uh, you'll be able to find the radio show that she's talking about tonight and any other night. And Margaret will be coming back on bbsradio.com with me at a future date, and we're going to give you plenty of notice about that because we're going to be uh, bringing Margaret back. She's going to be doing readings on air. But right now, let's give out, uh, Margaret, let's give out the website because folks can go there. They can uh, find all the radio shows you're doing. They can find out how they could connect, ask questions uh, of Maitreya and so forth and so on. So why don't you give that out right now? Okay, well, it's, it's www.maitreya, and it's spelled M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A. Um, hyphen, that's a dash, a middle dash, um, edu, that's edu, edu.org. So it's matreya-edu.org, and um, they can go to that website and they can find, you know, all sorts of things. There's, there's a, 10 years of channeled information on that website, plus video, plus audio, plus you name it, it's on there. Right, and then there's also a way, I believe, for people to chat with Maitreya? Yes, they can. They can have a reading with him, um, an, an, a one-on-one -on -one reading with him. Um, it's interesting because not many people do. I mean, it's, it, you know, we've got like 2.7 million registered right. um, readers a, a, a month who view the website. But we get, you know, they tend to be behind their computers. Uh, it's a real strange uh, phenomena. I do get work in. I do get, uh, you know, the occasional chat with Matreya, but it's not something that people go for. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I think that that is uh, uh, until they hear really who you are and what you're about. Uh, I mean, I, I would imagine that people are looking at this website and doing what I did. I went into the website, and I immediately went to all of the different sections you have, and I would invite each of you to check it out. Uh, and I went to the advice and the readings, and I went to the letters. I love the letters. I mean, there are letters on here, Matreya's letters. There are your letters. The Allen's letters are on here. And so there's so much here to really look at and read and just get involved with. But also, I want to just mention to everyone that if you do want a reading with Margaret, this is the place where you can find out how to make that happen. Uh, and, Margaret, I don't know if you have a, a, a telephone number that you give out to people to uh, contact you. Yeah, we do, actually. We have also a, a school. Of, we've created a couple of schools, three of them, actually, one in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, one in Australia, which we call the Mother House, and then one here in Seattle, which we're in the process of moving uh, from one area to another. So at the moment, we've only got sort of like the mobile phone number. But the mobile phone number uh, to contact us is 425-577-2260 within the USA. Okay, one more time. 425-577-2260. Great. Because I want to make sure that people know how to find out how to get in contact with you because we're just touching the surface here during this show. I mean, this is sort of a beginning conversation, and I'm so thrilled that you're joining me here. I mean, I, I absolutely love the message that you bring to the world. I listen to how you inspire so many listeners, so many people that connect and contact uh, you on air, and how wonderful you are with people. I think the thing that really touches me, Margaret, about you 
is, you know, I, I, I only know of you and have listened to you since I've been able to hear you on radio, but I have to tell you, doesn't matter who you're talking with. It really doesn't matter, and it doesn't really matter the message, whether it's a message that perhaps someone is not going to want to hear. You are the same with every person. You are direct, but you are compassionate. You are honest and truthful, but yet there's a part of what the way that you talk with people that honors the dignity of who they are. And that's what I love about you. Well, the, you know, it, most of the time it isn't me. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I had a wonderful teacher in Maitreya, and I have been with Maitreya now for 14 years, and Maitreya is simply a teacher. Um, he is a, an ascended master. And he is on a very high level. He's on one of the very highest levels. But as he said, I am, it, he's said so many times, it is the message, not the messenger. Mm-hmm. It is not about the messenger. Mm-hmm. Because he channels also for the ultimate being or God. I mean, well, all the masters do. And, you know, what we're talking about is the message uh, that, that, that Maitreya brings through you. Yes, and, and, you know, he is only a channel for the higher source himself. Well, you know, I, I love to step back and look at the teachings, and I want to just make sure that everyone knows that they can go to www.maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, hyphen, E-D-U dot org, and check it out. You know, let's talk a little bit about past life regressions, because I hear you do these I listen to you do them on the radio. I don't think I've ever had one done in my life. And yet I'm fascinated by how quickly you connect with people and how just absolutely laser accurate you are. And I would love for you to share what this means when I say past life regression for people that are tuning in for the first time and don't really know much about it. Well, we've all had many past lives, Pat. Um, you know, I'm a great believer in reincarnation and I'm a great believer in past lives because, A, I've been a past life therapist. So I've seen thousands of cases of people who have sorted themselves out from going into their past life memory. Um, and, you know, everything that we are today, we, we do not realize that we spend in this incarnation, in the life we're in today, we do not realize that we spend 85% of our life in past life mode. Mm. I had a case today in, um, that came in to me from overseas um, about um, this man wrote to me about um, this, this woman and he was, um, you know, he was very concerned because um, he was having a few problems um, with her children. Okay. And it came out that, you know, the children, in a past life, he hadn't had uh, the things that he, he should have had. And these children in this incarnation were mirroring for him and bringing out a lot of anger about this past life because it was mirroring exactly the life that he should have had that he didn't have. And he, he became so miserable and, and depressed and angry over the fact that he didn't get this in that incarnation that these people that were around him were just bringing in, you know, just mirroring for him so that he could remove the anger. 
And so is that the, is that really the gift, Margaret, in, uh, in, in what you do in the readings when, when you look at somebody's past life, and, and apparently there are many of them, is that the message from, uh, for the people that you work with so that they could take a look at what's coming up and really learn the lesson right now and move on? Yes, because we have so many, we have so much unfinished business. If you were to have an astrology chart done, you would find that your retrogrades, I mean, you know, it never ceases to amaze me how many uh, healers of a high quality, how many um, clairvoyants of a high quality. I say to them, you know, so do you know where your retrogrades are? What's a retrograde? Oh. You know, and I say it's, it's a, a retrograde is what you need to know about where, you know, where you are repeating past mistakes. No, I don't know about them. So do you know where your nodes are? Nodes? What are nodes, you know? Well, nodes tell you where you're going to and where you're coming from, the past and also where you're going into the future. No, no, I don't know about that because, you know, we've all had many, many, many incarnations. And the thing is that, you know, when I find out that somebody's having a really bad time, and I go into their transits astrologically, you can guarantee it is there. It's waiting to happen. Okay. And it's how they manifest it that it comes up. Now, you know, we bring with us, um, most of my fear was from a past life. In fact, 95% of the fear that I had was past life oriented. How, how did you find that out? I, I, my teacher was a past life therapist. And she put my second teacher, I had three teachers. I had um, the two English mediums, and then I had a wonderful woman who came into my life as a teacher at 85 years of age. Wow. And she was a wonderful, wonderful spiritual woman. Um, she, she basically sold me her entire library of metaphysical books for the most ridiculous price of $100 Australian. And um, I still have all of those books in various places around the world. And um, she, um, and so after she came into my life and gave me a lot of advice and guidance, um, you know, and I knew her around about the time I won frock, um, and you know, and and, uh, and and I didn't have a great deal of money. And the interesting thing is that I said to her, you know, I hope one day that I will have a house. And she said to me, <gasps> and she sort of pursed her lips and she said, you've got no idea how much real estate you're going to have one day and how much money you're going to have in the bank. And it was like, you know, I mean, it was like, you're joking, you know, because, I mean, I was struggling just to put groceries on the table. It's hard to believe yeah, when you're in the middle of yeah. sort of a lack of what somebody's yeah. telling you. Yeah, but she, she came, and then, of course, after that, there was another teacher, um, and she, was, she actually became a past life therapist. She went and did a past life course, and then she put, I became her guinea pig as a, as a, a practice student for her. And she actually put me through the first afternoon that we worked together. I did 16 past lives. Oh, my goodness. And I, was, I couldn't even ride. I had a bicycle, and I couldn't even ride my bike home. I was so exhausted. Um, and then the following week, we did another 10. And, you know, I mean, I was just such an easy subject, being a medium, being able to just, you know, go away. Did you, have, did you ever have any doubts? Was yeah. there a time where you thought... I am just totally not, uh, I'm not worthy of this. I don't know what I'm doing. In fact, it was only going with Alan, would you believe? It was only going with Alan, my present husband, 
that enables, you know, in the last year, last year I went through the most horrific time of my life because I had to leave Australia and New Zealand. I had to leave my family. I've got five. I've got six grandchildren. I've got, you know, um, I've got two children, a boy and a girl, um, I, who I love very much. I had to leave my marital home and, and away, leave that alone and, and, and uh, leave my husband and because, you know, Alan wasn't in my life at the time, but, it, you know, it was a scene of events that took place. And um, I had to leave everything behind. And then I met Alan, and then I had to leave it all behind even more and come to America and live in a, a very small apartment. And he was out all day on business, and I was very much alone. He used to lock me in the apartment. <laughs> and, and But this is interesting because we'd had a past life together where he'd actually lo locked me in an apartment and uh, he'd locked me in the house. And uh, every time he locked me in the apartment in the, morn in the morning to go out, I mean, all I had to do was open the damn door. Right. You know, so the thing is, you know, every time he did it, it, it reiterated the past life that we'd had. And you felt that vibrationally. Oh my God! I, yeah. I felt trapped. I felt. Yeah. I felt trapped. I felt lost. And so, you know, but Alan took me under. I mean, I I had a father who I chose again, um, who most of my life told me I was stupid, an idiot, a blockhead, a thickhead. What's the matter, girl? Are you stupid? Um, you know, I never had a great deal of confidence in myself. I I just lacked confidence. Lacked self-esteem, I had fear, I was terrified that people were going to talk about me, um, and, and it, I mean, it just was horrible. But last year, one of the things that Alan did for me was he told me I was beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And I had never seen myself as beautiful. Did he say those words, Margaret? He told me those words. He, t he said to me, you have to make yourself as beautiful inside as you are outside. Oh, my gosh. And he said, you know, he said, you are a very, very beautiful woman. And it, it was like, um, it, you know, I mean, when anybody used to say anything to me nice, I used to say, oh, you know. Exactly. And, and But then, you know, he, he just started to, um, you know, he started to love, he started to love me. He started to tell me I was beautiful. He told me what a wonderful um, being I was. Um, how privileged and honored he was to be with me, and it was like, my God, you know. Um, I'd been told by a girlfriend that he was coming in and that he would love me unconditionally. But, I mean, you know, he was responsible for me finally letting go of that doubt and, the, and you know, I've got rid of all of the fear by then, but that doubt about me as a channel. What a blessing. Oh, I what a blessing! Yeah, and I mean, he's he just reiterates every day, um, you know, those words. Um, you know, he he's just he has just changed my life, and um, you know, I'm not saying my ex-husband didn't. My ex-husband was very much a computer nerd, so I didn't see him very much. He spent most of his day behind a computer, and he didn't know how to communicate through his heart. So, you know, he was a lovely man, but he was very academic and very computer-oriented. And, um, you know, I'm not saying Alan isn't, but Alan has a lot of, um, you know, we spend a lot of time together, and he wants to spend it with me. 
Do you think, Margaret, I mean, for people that are listening uh, to the show, and I can't help but kind of reflect on my own journey here recently, the past couple of years, do you think, Margaret, that what happens for us is that we're, we're at this process in life where there are certain things that we have to understand and get before we can get other things, or do you think it's more random than that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, do you believe for yourself that the lessons from your first husband needed to be given in a way that they were given at the time that they were given and through your evolution and, you know, to get to the place where when someone like Alan shows up in your life and says, you are beautiful, you're at the place where you can receive it. Yes, and I was ready to receive it because I've gone through this huge year of healing, of letting everything go, letting, you know, everything, Um, moving on, uh, you know, leaving behind the life I'd known. Um, You know, I mean, I said to somebody today um, when I was out somewhere, I said, if you'd have told me, you know, three years ago that I was going to be living in America and I was going to leave Australia and New Zealand, they are beautiful countries. And, and to come and live in America, I would have said, get off with you. Yes. You know, and yet I love it here now. I, I know. It's like this is where I belong, but then I belong here with Alan. And, and so, um, you know, I believe that there is, I don't believe that there are, there are any accidents. I believe that everything is meant to be. And that things happen in divine order and divine yes. timing of the... Very of, much so. Very okay. much so. You, you know, you are... You, know, you go through what you need to go through. I mean, that time in the recession where I lost everything enabled me. I had always had a middle-class existence. In other words, I'd never wanted for anything. Yes. When I was without, I couldn't. I remember one Christmas going into the supermarket with $40 of Australian money. And, you know, everybody's filling their trolley, their cart with um, chickens, turkeys, hams, you know, Christmas pudding, and all I could afford was basically the basic sausages, minced beef. Um, you know, we didn't have a, uh, uh, actually somebody left us a Christmas hamper at the door. Oh my goodness. And I couldn't even afford my children's school books that year. And it was at that point of time, going through all of that, that I became aware of what it was like to be poor. And then I became very much aware when I started to do my work and my, I started to do readings for people and people were having financial difficulties, I was able to counsel them because I'd been there. Yes. It's hard to take somebody to a place where you haven't been yourself, isn't it? It is. And yeah. so, you know, everything was for a reason. Everything was for a reason. I mean, I'm, Pat, I'm 60 this year. And, you know, when, at a time when, you know, most women of 60 are sort of retiring, I'm starting my, my third life. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. I was away this weekend with a group of friends, and most of the conversation was about retirement. And I felt like, you know, so out of place because I'm kind of at this place where you are. It's kind of like I feel like a new burst of energy starting out because I feel like I'm on a mission. Well, I, I semi-retired two and a half years ago. I was told 
that I needed to stop teaching and I needed to move into a new energy and I would be shown the new energy. I didn't know it was Al- I didn't know it was Alan. Uh-huh. And I think the reason why I wasn't told it was Alan was because I would have run away. Oh, okay. I would have run away and I, and I almost I tried so hard to run away from him. Do you know I wouldn't even meet him at the airport when he came to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't when he came to be with me. I wouldn't even meet him. At he the must airport. be pretty persistent. Oh, he was very persistent. But you know the the thing is that. Um, you know, that there are no accidents. Everything is meant to be, um, you know, when anybody has a problem, I can go immediately to their astrology chart and it's all there. It's all there. And, um, you know, there is, there's just nothing that isn't there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It never ceases to amaze me, even though I do it on a daily basis. Mm. And is it there, though, uh, Margaret, because we talked about the fact, for those of you just tuning in, I want to thank you so much for listening to the show today. And I'm here with my special guest, Margaret McElroy. And what I would love for you to do is check it out, check out her work, www.matreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, hyphen, right in the middle, edu.org, and you can find out how you can connect, how you can get uh, astrological readings. You, we were talking before, Margaret, about esoteric astrology. When it's all out in front of you, as you're sharing right now, is there a, a path that people can choose to take that will bring them to their greatest good through the charts? Yes, it, yes there is. There's always an answer. There's always a way out. There's always the back. You know, I say, if you can't go in the front door, go in the back door. There you go. And I want to say one more thing. Sure. You have been a doctor before. You were a doctor in a very early um, English hospital in like the 17, 1800s. And you were a doctor who um, had an incredible amount of compassion for your um, for your patients and they, you know, they had to pay for the alcohol that they drank to put them out um, because they didn't have anesthetics in those days. They they make, they got them drunk, and huh. so um, you would you would take pictures pictures of uh, whiskey and gin, which you bought off the, the rum runners and and you know the people like that, and you just make sure that your every one of your patients was um, was out of it when you chopped off a limb or you took a you know, you did an operation or something like that. Mm. Wow. You were very, very compassionate about your patients. You took every patient as a personal responsibility. Well, thank you. But when you lost a patient, it was as if you'd lost a member of your own family. Mm. And actually, when you lost a patient, it used to really bug you because you'd, you'd, you'd examine yourself to see what you'd done. <laughs> you know, what, that you sounds know. like me. <laughs> You know, what have I done? What, what could I have done better, if you know what I mean? I have a feeling I'm bringing some of that with me into this lifetime as I well. Would, I wouldn't be surprised because basically what you've got to do in this lifetime is not to blame yourself for anything. Uh. You do. You do. And, and the thing is that you've got to let go of that old energy. And well, I will definitely do that. Sorry? I will definitely do that because at the minute that you started to talk about it, I could actually feel what you were saying. Yes. It didn't take me a nanosecond to get back there. As a matter of fact, I could even visualize the bottle of alcohol, what I was actually giving to people 
you know, a very dark alcohol in a bottle that had a very uh, tannish, uh, burnt kind of label. Yeah. So I was brought right there. So it's not a mistake that uh, for me to hear that and learn the lessons that I need to learn in this lifetime. Margaret, like, thank no, you so much. You, you know, the thing is that you're not responsible to, you know, for anything. You just do the best you can. Mm. Well, thank and, you for joining me today, Margaret. Thank you oh, so much no for problem. coming on the show. No problems at all. And, again, folks, if you want to find out more about Margaret, go to www.matreya-edu.org. Uh, and uh, if that doesn't work for you, we'll put a link on my website, thedrpatshow.com, so you could get right to Margaret. Margaret, thank you so much for joining the show today. I so appreciate who you are and all that you do. And best of love and many blessings to both you and Alan. I love you both. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all for listening to today's show. I will mention that Margaret, of course, will be back. You can count on it. And we will make sure that you have plenty of information so that you can uh, join us on air and tap in to the gifts that Margaret has. Don't forget, go to her website, matreya-edu.org, and check out her radio shows, one of which will start at 8 o'clock tonight. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you all. And thank you all at bbsradio.com for doing everything that you do and for doing it as well that you do it. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. We'll see you next week right here on bbsradio.com. Have a great week. You have been listening to BBS Radio, a blogandservice.com production and a service to others endeavor. Thank you very much for tuning in to our radio program, and we wish you much peace and joy on your journey.